Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Serve the glory and the honor. Lord, I lift my hand in worship and I bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor.
Hallelujah. Fantastic, fantastic. There is no one like our God. He does miracles. I say he does miracles. God does miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me pray over the offering. God does miracles. Hallelujah. He's a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. No, God does miracles. You see, when you come to God, the Bible says, he that comes to God must first of all believe that he is. Okay, he is. So when you come, don't take it away. I've come to another gathering. I've come to see somebody speak. I've come to meet an old friend. No, you have come to God. And the first thing that you must know that he is. Okay, not that he was. He is. I am ever present. He is. So this morning, I want you to know that you have come to the presence of the I am. Are you hearing me? This morning, be fully convinced that you are in the presence of the I am. Hallelujah. The ever present God. Hallelujah. And then number two, he is a rewarder. Hallelujah. He is not a punisher. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of times when we come to God, because of what we did and what we are doing, we feel guilty and we feel bad. And we think that God is going to punish us. No, God is not about to punish you. Hallelujah. Confess your sins and he will forgive you. But his main duty is a rewarder. One, he is. And two, he is a rewarder. And three, which is the part that I want you to include yourself. Even though God is a rewarder, he doesn't throw his rewards to everybody. Are you hearing me, church? So even though God wants to reward you, wants to bless you, God does not, God, it's not a blank check. Hallelujah. He rewards those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So if you have come this morning, align yourself to the diligent seekers. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I will be a diligent seeker. I will be a diligent seeker. 
Diligence. It means you go, you pay diligence to what is going on in the church. You will pay attention to what is being said. You will participate in what is being done. You know, bring yourself into it. Not aloof. In other words, God does not reward spectators. You know, you can come to church and you can be an observer. So, oh, they are doing this. They are doing this. If you come with that attitude, they are doing that. You will not be rewarded. Is somebody hearing me? It's not they. Bible says he is a rewarder of them that diligently. So the reward comes to the diligent seekers, not the observers. And this morning, if you are here, may you be a diligent seeker. May you be a full partaker of the service. You see, to be a full partaker, it means when the worship is going on, you are worshiping. You see, when the worship is going on and you are testing, or you are WhatsApping, then it's like they are doing the worship. Are you hearing me? But, and therefore, there, you, you, by that attitude or by that behavior, you have excluded yourself from the blessing. Because he's a rewarder of them. That diligence. So when you come and we say time to pray, and you are outside chatting, you have to say, they are praying. They are praying. They are worshiping. When you say it's offering time, and you, and, and you keep your money in your pocket, they are giving the offering. But the blessing is for the diligent seekers. So may you be a diligent seeker. May you be a full-time partaker of the service so that God will reward you. Let me tell you, God does miracles. Hallelujah. He does miracles. Amen. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that what he is and that he is a rewarder three of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. But there's a verse that I love in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 4. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 4. Isaiah 44. You must always remember that verse. 44. It's Isaiah and it's 44. In Isaiah 44, it says that every valley shall be exalted and every mountain shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places be plain. May every mountain in your life be made low. I say may every mountain in your life be made low. A mountain represents an obstacle. Something difficult. Something that your mind cannot solve. And you need the hand of God. May every mountain be made low. Receive it. May every mountain be made low. It says, and the, and, the, and, and the valley. You see, the valley represents the lows. Sometimes you are down, you are down, down, down. You are so down, you don't know even how down you are. You are down, 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 down and out. And you don't even understand why you are down. But God said that I will fill the valley. May God lift you up. May God lift you up. Wherever down you are being made, the Lord lift you up. Amen. See, this is the power of this is the power of God. This is where the miracles comes in. It, it is, this, is, this, is, this is where your reasoning stops and God's power take over. Amen. Because if you are good to reason where you are now, you ask yourself that 
with my mind, there is no way. Your reason cannot take you up. That's why I say, without faith, it is impossible. Hallelujah. May the valley be exalted. No matter how low you are, may God lift you up. It says, and the crooked shall be made straight. Let every crookedness in your life be made straight. Crooked means, you see, crooked means things don't go according to plan. Things does not seem to go according to plan. Crooked. Yes, I mean, after getting all the assurances and everything, they said, come tomorrow, everything is set. And then you go and everything takes a detour. What they told you, you see, you are, you are giving all the assurances. Oh, it's point A. Come and fill this form. Sign this document. Send it to this person. And next week, come. It's like A, B, C, D. And then when tomorrow comes, the whole thing has turned another way. May the crookedness be made straight. May the crookedness be made straight. May the crookedness be made straight. This is the power of God. God can make the crooked straight. Hallelujah. May every crooked path be made straight. Somebody receive that blessing. What is crooked is becoming straight. I say what is crooked is becoming straight. Because you ask yourself, because you were, it was supposed to be A, B, C, D. And you go and everything changes. What was meant to be straight has become crooked. But I stand as a prophet of God and I straighten it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The crookedness is made straight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the rough place is plain. Hallelujah. See, rough, roughness represents difficulties. You know, when something is rough, it cuts. It cuts potholes. When you are driving on a rough road, your ties, unexpected. Things are not smooth. But by the power of God, may the rough be made smooth. Receive the prophecy. Let every rough edges be made smooth. Yeah. This is what the Spirit of God is saying. Father, we thank you. Kale masono blonika anoria mama. Jenelika brono rikanoria mama. Veke tonolia mama. Zenderika brono likaba anolia mama. Shete tata 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 tata. Ereka moria babalia baba. Zenelika brono rika anoria mama anolia mama. Zenderia baba. Jenderika brono lika anolia mama. Zenelia mama. Let the crooked be made straight. 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 In the name of Jesus. Makonori abra. Make nori amama sokotonori. Make nori amajonori akandoli amama sondoli ababa. Hey, and the rough, and the rough, and the rough, and the rough, and the rough places shall be made plain. Somebody pray. I'm praying. I am straightening it up. We are straightening it up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He's a miracle working God. They that come to God, you must know that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. He kandali amama. Let the mountain, let the mountain be made plain and the valleys be filled. Difficulties and obstacles be made plain kalima sokoto brando ka nali amama jenderia baba mesa nori amama nori ama nali nori ama anima ka nori amama neli amama zikata nori aba nori ababa mrekete neli ababa sataya father we thank you 
you do miracles. That which has been a mountain, an obstacle. There is somebody here, you are in a financial mountain. The depths are like a mountain. But by the grace of God, it shall be made plain. 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 You are, you, are, you are buried under bills, but it shall be made straight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wonderful. Okay, today we have a verse to learn. It's a very interesting verse. But every Sunday when we come to church, we learn a verse from the Bible. So what I'm going to show you is also in the Bible. So let's learn that verse. Songs of, song, songs of Solomon or Songs of Songs. Chapter 2, verse 5. That's our memory verse, what we are trying to memorize today. Songs of Solomon. Stay with me, flagons. Comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. <laughs> it's a verse. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Are you ready to learn this verse? Stay with me, flag. What are flagons? What are flagons? Someone know what a flagon is? You know what a flagon is? Ask students, you can't help me. Stay with me, flagons. Comfort me with apples. You know what an apple is, right? So let's look at the flagons. What's a flagon? So you can understand the verse. A large container what? Okay, a large container. So he's talking about Mary. You know, a large container with drinks. Okay, or wine. So stay with me, flagons. Comfort me with apples. For I am sick of love. <laughs> Shabaya! <laughs> so can we memorize this verse? One, two, go. Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 5. Again? <laughs> One more time. Powerful. Okay, can we memorize it? It's easy. This one is easy to memorize. This one is very easy. Stay with me, flagons. Comfort me with apples. For I am sick of love. It's very easy. One, two, go. No, start with the verse. Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 5. I think Lydia should remember this when they be saying to Jeff. <laughs> you see here? 
Memorize it and tell him. <laughs> All right, take it off the screen. Go. Off the screen, please. No, no, wait, wait. Off the screen. Go. One, two, go. Wow. Where's the Paris? He's coming. Uh, sure. Just send me the verse. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you blessed? All right. It's a verse. May you be comforted with love. Hallelujah. All right. So we are talking about the anointing. A few more minutes. The anointing and his anointing. Amen. And um, I shared with you last week that We've been standing all along when we talk about the anointing. Anointing is the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Hallelujah. The anointing always represents the Holy Spirit. So when you hear the word anointing or the term anointing, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we also learn that the anointing is carried on the person. Hallelujah. Who is the anointed? Amen. And that for you to benefit from the anointing, you must interact with the anointed. Hallelujah. And this is where it becomes a problem. Because the anointed or the vessel or the one carrying the anointing is not perfect. If it was an angel, we would not have a problem. But it's a human being. God has decided to use men to do his work. And that's where we have a problem. Because you may not like the person. You may not like his accent. You may not like his skin color. You may not like his height. You may not like his sex. You may not like his educational background. You see, there are a lot of things that you may not like about it. About the vessel. But that is irrelevant. Because God has decided that this is the one that I'm putting my spirit on. And therefore, you must, for you to benefit, you must overlook the person's humanness and flow in the anointing that is upon his life. Hallelujah. If you take someone like Bishop Dag, I mean, a lot of people have despised him to their own heads. When Bishop wrote the book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, I remember he came to visit me. And he wanted it to be published in America. He went to uh, Tyndall House or Richardson, all those big publishers. So you wrote a book from Africa? From Africa? You wrote a book from Africa? I think, you know, there are a lot of people who are need in Africa. Maybe you should publish it in Sierra Leone. They will need such books. I don't think it will be good. I don't think we need such books. That was the first time they turned the book down. You see? But he operated in the wisdom of the He turned away. And suddenly the book got accepted in other places, like Britain and things. And as they published the books, and people began to read the books, then the American pastors began to see that their sickness was in that black man's book. What has been killing their churches was in that book. The book that they sent, you should send to Sierra Leone. 
Because they couldn't see that an anointed person can come from Africa. If he's anointed, he must come from Houston. He must come from Dallas. He must come from California. How can God anoint somebody from Africa, down, ridden, poor Africa? But when they, when, they, when they got hold of the book, they found that the number one problem they are having in their ministry, in their church, was in the book. Are you hearing me? I mean, I recently had a very, I won't mention his name, a very powerful TV preacher in the country. Talking about loyalty and disloyalty. And he was talking about stages of disloyalty. He did not cross-reference. I was, I, I couldn't believe Anita. Stage one. Independent spirit. Powerful American preacher on, t- on TV. Stage two. But he didn't mention the source. Are you hearing me? So what I'm saying is that, you see, you have to respect the anointing. And know that God is the one who has chosen to put the the anointing in this particular vessel. Whether you like it or not, for you to benefit, you must accept the vessel. Hallelujah. I was once with him in um, uh, Bishop Blake's church. Church Church of God in Christ Jesus. Charles Blake. The church of, that's where Denzel Washington is. Denzel Washington, California. I was, I was there with Bishop. Denzel Washington, um, Angela Bassett. We need to get to Angela Bassett. They're all in that church. And as he was preaching, you could see that Bishop Blake was like, man, where has this man been? But when he brought the book first, they threw it away. They said, go and share it in Sierra Leone. Today, it is the Today is the number one probably published, published book among ministers. When you read that most ministerial books, when you go and listen, you want to do ministry, it's there. So, you see, you must respect the anointing. Some of you have a problem if the preacher is a woman. Let me tell you, a woman can be anointed. A woman can be heavily anointed. And some of you have a problem when the preacher is a man. A man can be anointed. Or a child. Some of you have a problem when the preacher is young. But a young person can be anointed. Jesus Christ was only 33, 30 years old. A 30-year-old person. I mean, when he called the disciples, if he was 30, it means most, most of the disciples were around his age. Maybe Peter and go a little bit older. John was younger. And they were anointed. Are you hearing me? So we must respect the anointing and accept the vessel. I mean, I heard one person say that he has a problem with pastors who have pot bellies. That's what he said. He said he struggles with men of God who have pot bellies. Because of us is concerned, so you have to fast and believe, you know. Say these pastors who have pot bellies, I wonder whether they fast. <laughs> but when he sees a lean, lanky pastor say this one, he fasts a lot. This is where he's too much, he's pot belly. I wonder why he fast. Listen to me. Pot belly or not pot belly. Short or tall. Fair or dark. Man or woman. 
it is God who produces the anointing in the vessel. African or American, Jamaican or Guyanese, it is God who puts the anointing in the vessel. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. That's why Bishop Dark is now sought worldwide. But I remember, I remember we, we, we came to the guy. He said, take it to Africa. Take it to Africa. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the anointing is in the vessel, the anointing. Amen. And last week I shared with us that you must believe in God. Hallelujah. Believe in uh, 2 Corinthians 20, Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe also in his prophets which is the anointed that you will prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Believe in God. Fundamental. Basic. Believe in God. Believe in God. Believe in God. And, and, and I like can you show me that scripture? It says, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, Believe in the Lord your God. Number one. So shall you be established. Number two. Believe his prophets. So you shall prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And please. This is one of the. It's, I'll call it fundament, the fundamental or the bedrock of your faith. Two. You must believe in God. You see. There, there are a lot of people who just believe the pastor. But they don't know God. That's very dangerous. You must have a foundation. God, you see, God said that God said that this is the foundation I want you to have. I want you to believe in me first. Okay? Know God for yourself. The surest prophecy. Okay? The surest prophecy is the word of God. Peter said we have a sure prophecy. Peter said we have a sure prophecy. In other words, nobody should prophesy to you something that's not in the Bible. Are you hearing me? Yes. Peter said that we have the sure pro- prophecy of the word. Sure. That one is sure. That one is not, it's not anybody's imagination. It, we have a sure prophecy. Tried. So no prophecy should be. So, so nobody, you should not say that, oh, my pastor said this. If there's not in the verse, do not accept it. Believe in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why. You see me say, well, I went to this prophet and this prophet said, I should leave my husband and marry this. This prophet said, I should leave my husband and come and marry his associates. Because you remember when Jesus said, I have need of this donkey. You are a donkey for this man of God. So leave your husband. What verse is that? When the Bible says that what God has put together, let no man put asunder. Since when did somebody tell you to leave your husband and go marry a man of God and you say it's a prophecy? Are you hearing me? So basic. You must know your word. You must know the Bible. Foundation. Listen, there is an evil spirit around you. It looks
looks like. The glory around you has been camouflaged with an evil spirit. And your destiny is been put in the bottom. And the way things are going, you need to be delivered. And I was waiting upon the Lord. And the Lord said, unless you strip naked and I anoint you, breast and bottles, oil in the front. <laughs> no, you are laughing. It happens. You people are laughing. It does actually happen. Because people have not taken their time to read their Bible. It happens. Yeah, it happens all the time. I'm not making that. It happens all the time. Are you hearing me? And you to a married man, you remove your clothes. Haven't you read a verse that says that marriage is honorable, the bed on the file? Oh, this is from appearance of evil. People don't read their Bible. So go say, believe in God. Be established in the word. Be a Christian who reads your Bible. Be a Christian who reads your Bible. Be established in the word. Believe in your God. That's the establishment. Believe in your God. Believe in God. Make sure that you read the Bible. Gone are the days when the Bible was only in Latin that you and I cannot read. Now it's in English, in your, it's in French, it's in every language. You can read the Bible. Hallelujah. So believe, let's believe in God by having a solid foundation in God. Basic Christianity. Church, are you hearing me? And God is giving us that anchor so that you don't deviate. So that you don't get lost. So believe in God. Trust in God. Trust in God. Know your Bible. Know basic Christianity. Hallelujah. Have your quiet time. But you see, <coughs> the God goes on to say that after that foundation, which is good, so that you are on a solid ground. You see, this one puts you on a solid ground. But to really shoot forward, to prosper, to do great things, you need to believe my prophets. Because there, there is also the other side. Where people say, they ask for me, I believe in God. I, I only believe in God. I cannot trust man. You make a mistake. Well, I, well, I cannot trust man. No, no, you make a mistake. You make a mistake. You make a mistake because God has put his spirit upon men. And men is the one who will minister to you. Angels will not speak to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Angels are not going to appear in your room. Russia, Russia. Aujourd'hui. <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, God is going to use a man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And you must believe in the man. Amen. I say you must believe in a man. He said, 
to prosper. See, so after you have a solid foundation, because you see, believe in the prophet. It's the prophet who said that I see God lifting you up and delivering from accidents. You have to believe it. Don't say, show me a verse. You have to believe it. Don't say, seeing is believing. You have to believe it. As the prophet stands and say that I see God taking you out of every valley and putting you on the mountaintop. You have to believe it. Don't doubt it. You see, I hope you understand what I'm saying. This is where your breakthrough comes. Believe for the words. This is the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. So when the prophet said, I see you getting a child, believe it. For their spirit and their life. The words are potent. When the prophet said that, I see God giving you a breakthrough, you must shout, Amen. I believe it. That, see, this is your pushing forward. This is the chalak. This is the prosperity. Don't be a critic and a cynic. I'm preaching to you. Because you see, there, you see, the Bible says we have this treasure in earthly vessel. And the, when Jesus came to the temple, the Bible says when he got into the temple, he said, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. So as the prophet or the man of God stands, there is an anointing. There's the spirit of God upon him. So what he's speaking are anointed words. They are anointed words. They are not his idea. They are not his opinion. So don't say that's your opinion. Those are anointed words. As the man of God pray for you and say that May God heal you of every infirmity in your womb. Shout Amen! And believe it. And God will heal you. You see, this is what takes you from the ordinary Christian to the one who is prospering. You didn't hear what I said. I said this is what takes you from being an ordinary grand Christian to the one who is flourishing. The ability to believe in the prophets. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when I said the crooked is being made straight, you better believe it. I said when I prophesied to this man, your crooked is being made straight, you better shout amen. May every crooked thing be made straight. Hallelujah. Yeah. Believe in the prophets. Amen. Are you here with me, church? Believe in the prophets. Believe in the prophets. Believe in the prophets. Jesus said, "Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Hallelujah. Yeah. And believing in the prophets does not mean you, don't, you, you are believing a man. No, you are believing a man with the spirit of God. For the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. The reason why I'm taking time here is, I see, a lot of us have not moved forward mightily. Even though we are very good Christians, because we seem not to believe the prophets. And it's hindering you. 
That is why the first love church is different. They believe like something. Yeah. You must believe the prophets. You must believe in prophecy. Believe in the Lord your God. You are established. Believe is prosperous. You will prosper. Prosperity will come to you. I say prosperity will come to you. Yes. And last week I shared with you that to believe, a sign that you believe is you obey. See, you can't say I believe but you don't obey. Hallelujah. When Elisha told Naaman, go and wash yourself seven times. I am sure after the fifth wash, he was still leprous. It was after the seventh. You can't say you believe in it when you don't obey. A lot of times, oh, I believe. I believe. No, no, no. Believe, believe means you obey. Hallelujah. It means you obey. A sign that you believe something is obey. A sign that you believe somebody is obey, you obey the person. Yeah. You trust it. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, are you here with me? So let us believe in the prophets. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's believe in the prophets. Believe in the prophecies. Trust it. Yeah. If, 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 if a man was to look, I perceive that this thing that you are doing, it will not do well. So change and do this. Don't say that well. You are not an expert. What do you know about this? Rather, you must believe it. And a sign that you believe that you go and do. That's a sign. I perceive that you must change this particular business and go this line. Yes, sir. Don't say, well, show me proof. I can't show you proof. When Paul was in the boat, the Bible said in Acts, he said, I perceive that this journey is dangerous. But the Bible said they listened to the captain of the ship because they, Paul could not give them weather forecast. The captain of the ship had weather forecast. The Bible said, and the wind was commodious. So he could produce a weather forecast. But Paul could not produce a weather forecast. He just said that I perceive. Hallelujah. So, so what I'm trying to say, let us respect the spirit of God and the anointing. And stop demanding physical evidence. To be carnally minded is dead. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. And said unto them, says, uh-huh, this is the journey. And Paul said, and said, and said unto them, says, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lady of the ship, but also of our lives. That's what Paul said. What's the next verse? Nevertheless, this is what happens. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than the things which yes and obviously the guy was right who is Paul anyway you are a prisoner we are taking you say we don't be a prisoner Paul was a prisoner being taken to trial in Rome and then he wakes up and says look the journey is rough things are dangerous I don't think we should sail this was a prisoner then the captain of the ship the guy who has been sailing for years the one who has the map the real navigator is said, look. Stop talking nonsense. I just checked the weather forecast. The next three days, sunny. Uh, not, uh, wind at 15 degrees. Not, not, not smooth. 
Let's sail off. This prisoner is probably telling us the story because he doesn't want to go. This prisoner doesn't want to go on trial. That's why I said. <laughs> I hear me. I'm sure the guy said, this prisoner, he probably doesn't want to avoid going on trial. But what happened? There was a shipwreck. There was a shipwreck and they almost all died. That's what I'm saying. Believe in the prophets. Because Paul said that the God whom I said, he stood by me the night before. That, look, let me tell you something. Let us not only be some carnal Christians. Let's believe prophecies and the word of God. Amen. The centurion believed. You see, the centurion was the owner. So, the centurion is sitting there. Paul comes to talk to him. Now, look, don't go. Then, the master of the ship, which is the, the master is the captain of the ship, also comes and says, look, let's go. I just check the weather forecast. So, of course, the centurion, you see, being carnal, going by evidence. You see, don't, that's what, you see that, that is actually the meaning of the verse. To be carnally minded is dead. It's like everything you want to go by logic. If you do everything by logic, one day you will die. Because the logic was to, I mean, logic is to believe the master. Come on, come on, let's, let, let's be serious. You have a prisoner on your boat. Who's telling you don't go? A prisoner. Who's probably want to, probably to avoid jail. So logic and reason requires that you believe the master. So the, so the centurion was acting logically. He was acting sensibly. He was acting like someone who has brains in his head. But there's a danger sometimes. There's a danger. That's why I say to be carnally minded. So you also have to learn to believe in the supernatural. Amen. You have to learn to believe in miracles. Amen. You have to believe in the word of God. Amen. You have to believe the prophets. Amen. Say amen. Be carnally minded. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, there's another verse I was going to share with you. Let me close. You see, there's a verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. Matthew 10, 41. It says, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth one a prophet. Two, in the name of a prophet. Three, shall receive a prophet's reward. This is a very loaded verse. It means one, you can see, somebody can come as a prophet and you receive him as a righteous man. You will not get a prophet's reward. Are you hearing me? It means somebody can come, come in rank, in rank, he's a prophet. But you saw him as a holy, uh, you saw him as an ordinary brother. You will not receive the prophet's reward. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? The reward is for seeing the person, recognizing their rank, and receiving them as such. Then you receive the reward. It's like, I am a doctor, but you see me as a herbalist. You will not benefit from my treatment. If, you, if I'm a doctor, you receive me as a doctor, then you, then, then you will follow my instructions. Are you hearing me? So it's not only who I am, but you must also receive me according to my rank. 
hope you, you get it. Yes. Otherwise, you will not benefit from it. If I am a doctor, but you, you receive me as maybe a nurse, you will not benefit from my physician knowledge. Are you hearing me? So, the last thing I will say this morning is that let us rank people appropriately. Oh, you didn't hear that. Let us rank people appropriately. Put people in their respective rank. It will be a mistake to rank me in the same class as Bishop Dagoonos. You are wrong. You are totally wrong. You are off. Don't give me don't give the same honor you give to Bishop to me. You are wrong. Church, are you hearing me? Yes. Must receive the prophet in his proper rank. So, just for, so for example, if you buy coffee for me and Bishop asks for coffee, you can't bring the same coffee. You have to go and look for. Do you understand? I mean, the honor must be different. See the person. If you believe in my prophecy, Believe Bishop's prophecy at another level. Hallelujah. Amen. Receive because you see the rank at which the person is coming with a certain rank. And when you are able to recognize that rank, then you will benefit from the anointing at that rank. You didn't get what I said. Are you hearing me? Maybe I am coming with a rank. Whereby my rank, I can only heal headaches. But he is coming with a rank that he can raise the dead. So if he's coming with a rank that he can raise the dead, and you receive him as a headache, your dead cannot be raised. Church, are you hearing me? So let us rank. And if that's the mistake we make in our churches, don't rank the senior pastor as the assistant. They are two different people. That's the mistake we make. Don't make that mistake. There's always somebody carries and receive people. So, for example, if I come and you pack my car and you carry my shoes, it doesn't mean that when Pastor Eugene or Pastor uh, Jesus come, you should uh, polish their shoes. No, respect them, but not at the same rank. And, and, they, and they understand it. Are you hearing me? Receive the person according to their rank. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the rank of. The, Somebody is coming as a general and you want to receive him as a sergeant. It's not the same rank. Because the power he's carrying is a general power. That is why Bishop that can walk to Manly, Philippines, Manila. He just gets on the stage. Two minutes. He just gets on the stage. He stands there and says, Let us pray. I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord. Your healer. Anybody, you are, not, you are not well. Any problem in your body, lay hands on it. Father, in the name of Jesus, heal them. Two minutes and cripples are walking. Blind are seen. That's another rank. That's another rank. Are you hearing me? See, I'm sure spirit what is so. May we receive the prophets according to their rank. Stand up to your feet and you'll be blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to be more like you. Jesus. 
I wanna be more. I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel. beloved this Sunday morning you may have come to church by yourself or somebody invited you to the church or you walked in by yourself either way how whatever way you came in behind it God was the one who brought you here whether you came on your own whether somebody invited you it is God who ordered your steps here and this morning God has something greater for you. Which is the gift of salvation. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This morning the Holy Spirit is here offering you salvation. Offering you salvation. My brother, my sister, my friend, you cannot turn this offer away. It comes a point in our life we must decide to change. It comes a point in our life we must decide to change. To stop living the way we are living and become Christians. You see, life without Christ is a losing game. And Jesus said, Anybody who comes to me, anyone who comes to me, I will not turn away. So this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. To make sure, to guarantee that when you die, when you die, when you die, because one day you will die, when you die, you will go to heaven and not hell. This is why God sent his son, so that you will not be, nobody will perish. Life without God is too difficult. So this morning, I want you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart, number one, you must believe in your heart. Number two, you must confess with your mouth. Number three, you must be before witnesses. I did this some time ago. Many of us here did this some time ago. 
this morning is your turn there is room so if you want to do that if you really really are serious you want to become a Christian you want to be born again then with every eye closed please I want everybody to close your eyes close your eyes bend down your head and those who want to be born again please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you I'm waiting for you you're serious about it you, you just want to make sure you want to make sure that when you die you go to heaven not hell because one day you will die life without God is difficult so please for a few moments I did I took this decision some time ago I took that decision some time ago and I don't regret it I can confidently say I can say with all confidence I'm a child of God if you're not sure please lift up your hand don't joke don't joke with it at all because one day God will remind you I'm lifting up my hand because one day God will remind you about his hands he said you had a call you had a call and you didn't respond you had a call and you did not respond please respond to the call don't joke with it millions have come millions have come you had a call you had a call lift up your hand and I'll pray with you don't be embarrassed about it don't be ashamed about it it's between you and God thank you Holy Spirit no, I'm still waiting it's important it's very very important it's very very important that you take this call this is not a call that you can you cannot allow this call to go to your voicemail it cannot go to voicemail you need to answer this call thank you Holy Spirit yes thank you Holy Spirit answer the call God is ringing God is calling on your heart answer the call answer the call thank you Holy Spirit Father we thank you for the blood thank you for the call thank you let none here live here without giving their life to Jesus let none live here and perish we thank you for salvation as many as are saved here we are grateful in Jesus name Amen put your hand together for the Lord and be seated hallelujah are you blessed this morning are you blessed this morning Wow, you want to honor the Lord with your first and best? Please come. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.